Welcome to Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And now for your weekly recap, a timely review of this week's top headlines and takeaways. Here's your host. Welcome to Inside Towers Week in Review. I'm Leslie Stimson, Inside Towers Washington Bureau Chief. With me are Sharp Smith, our technology editor, and Jim Fryer, our managing editor. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence. It's a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. Intelligence looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. The 2023 Volume 3 issue is available now. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. For more information or to subscribe, visit InsideTowers.com slash intelligence. Well, Jim, you're starting us off right now with a big story from American Tower. Yeah, well, Leslie, uh, they are in the process of swapping out CEOs. Uh, I guess this will be effective February 1st of next year. But um, Steve Vondren will become the new CEO, succeeding Tom Bartlett, uh, who has served there in that position since 2020. So um, both are uh, both are pretty well known since uh, uh, Vondren's has been their executive VP and, and president of the U.S. Tower Division, and um, he's been that since since 2018. Although he's held various leadership positions in the company, including the senior VP, general counsel, um, and um, he's sided with uh, growing the business in Canada and uh, adding to the portfolio there of which they now posted 43,000 sites not into world worldwide not Canada just Canada but uh, 43,000 sites total in the American Tower portfolio and so he's been credited with uh, with adding to that uh, and um, making it a more interconnected data center platform across 10 markets um, so, um, good luck to, uh, Mr. Vondren in that role. Uh, he will be replaced in his role of, uh, handling the U.S. Tower Division by a Eugene Bud Noel, no, Noel, it's, it's spelled, uh, you may pronounce it Noel, so excuse me, Bud, um, but, uh, he will become the, uh, Senior VP and the Chief Operating Officer of the U.S. Tower Division. And that will be effective uh, November 1st. So actually next week, uh, he will be taking over that role. So we uh, we wish him good luck as well. Vondren said that uh, he's incredibly honored for the privilege of leading the company and its talented employees and looks forward to extending their long track record of growth and success as they embark on an exciting time for American Tower. Best of luck to to all in their uh, new positions and new ventures, whatever they might they may be, and, and certainly Mr. Mr. Bartlett's case. So um that's that's what came yesterday on on the heels of their quarterly report news, which 
which was also a uh, uh, very positive. So you can read all about that in our Friday issue of uh, Inside Towers. All right. Thanks, Jim. So a federal court has okayed the agreement between DISH Network and T-Mobile to give DISH extra time to buy T-Mobile's 800 megahertz spectrum. Approval was expected. DISH got a seven-month extension to April 1st, 2024, which and the whole deal was suggested by the Department of Justice. Because remember, DISH had originally wanted 10 months, and T-Mobile objected, saying that it would devalue the spectrum. They'd have to hold on to it longer. So this was a compromise. We had reported previously that New Street Research believed the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia would approve the deal because all parties favored it. No one objected. And as part of it, DISH will pay a $100 million extension fee to T-Mobile as part of the agreement. So there's a little candy there. If for some reason DISH does not buy the licenses, T-Mobile must divest them to this is a quote to an alternative purchaser to be determined by auction. That was what U.S. District Court Judge Timothy Kelly wrote in his decision. The auction must be conducted within six months of DISH declining to purchase the licenses or by October 1st, or yes, 2024, whichever is earlier. The bigger news, at least from my standpoint, the White House asked Congress for nearly $56 billion in supplemental funding for FY 2024. The request includes $6 billion for the Affordable Connectivity Program, ACP, and just over $3.1 billion to fully fund the FCC's RIP and Replace Program. So the ACP pays up to $30 a month toward broadband costs for eligible low-income households. Those are usually households that are also getting SNAP benefits, you know, food benefits and uh, maybe housing benefits as well. ACP was expected to run out of money next year. If Congress agrees to the entire Biden administration request, the ACP would be funded through December 2024. If also granted in its entirety, the rip and replace request would fully fund the program and to reimburse smaller rural carriers for the cost to remove, dispose of, and replace untrusted network gear from Huawei and ZTE. Without full funding, many carriers could not start the work, and others have been stuck in limbo for months with the work partially done, we've reported. The FCC recently extended the project deadline. Remember, you have a year from when it starts. They recently extended the deadline for six carriers, uh, saying that the funding shortfall was not their fault, so the carriers needed extra time. The funding request comes as the House has finally elected a new speaker and work can resume in the House. New Street Research Policy Advisor Blair Levin says new House Speaker Representative Michael Johnson, he's a Republican from Louisiana, he'll hear a lot from his constituents about the ACP. That's because more than 84,000 households are enrolled in the program in his district. That's almost double the average congressional district, according to Levin. The numbers suggest he'll hear much from his constituents about the program. 
and that, quote, he may be more amenable to a compromise on the issue that others might be. But he says, you know, given the chaotic politics in Washington right now, New Street Research continues to believe that refunding the ACP is an uphill fight. So, Sharp, you've got a story about neutral host partnerships. Is that right? Yes, uh, Leslie. It's a, it comes off of a, a blog that uh, Stefan Pongratz, uh, with, uh, is a vice president with the Oro Group, uh, wrote this week. And uh, he was uh, basically... Uh, summarizing the takeaways that he uh, he got from uh, the Mobile World Congress in Las Vegas. And uh, um, he, uh, he highlighted several things, but uh, what really caught my eye was uh, uh, he mentioned all the, uh, the announcements that of neutral host-based partnerships that uh, uh, came at the conference and, uh, and recently and uh, uh, one of them was with uh, uh, between T-Mobile and uh, a, a company called Salona. And uh, Salona is a uh, is a private wireless uh, uh, for the enterprise company uh, uh, aimed at uh, in providing uh, wireless systems for uh, for industrial operations. And uh, when you look at this, there's a lot of, uh, of things that, that, the, uh, that, the set, that the carriers need to do uh, to continue to, to grow 5G and, uh, and therefore monetize it. And uh, uh, one, of it is, one of those is, going, is the private uh, market, but they're not really geared for that. Uh, so I think that the reason that we're hearing about these partnerships is that uh, these will open up the door for the carriers to get into the private market. And uh, he also mentioned Ericsson's collaboration with a company called Fast Partner, um, which uh, happened uh, earlier this year. Um, the uh, Proptivity uh, product is uh, is really a... Uh, it's it's a way to uh, to work directly with uh, with the real estate industry, and uh, the the prop and proptivity is as property. So it's it's going to be uh, uh, office building owners and and uh, and folks like that on the front lines, and uh, another another uh, uh, another collaboration that he mentioned was Infinigy. I N F I N I capital G, uh, they they uh, unveiled an, a neutral host as a service offering, which will create collaborations between the mobile networks, the enterprises, and commercial real estate owners. Uh, the quote uh, from the article is: "With the right ownership and partner partnership models, the." The differing ROIs between operators and building owners could change the likelihood of 5G proliferating uh, indoors. And uh, I, uh, I also look, 
back at some of my notes, and uh, one of the one of the relationships he didn't mention, which that was uh, uh, announced in September, is uh, Betacom's uh, relationship with U.S. Cellular, uh, which uh, uh, where they're introducing what they say is the uh, industry's first private-public hybrid 5G network. And uh, basically it takes, um, it takes a company that, uh, um, that has um, the citizens broadband radio service uh, networks within their manufacturing or warehouse or whatever their, their operation is. Uh, it takes those, those networks and uh, connects them with uh, U.S. Cellular uh, so that uh, a company can have multiple locations in a city, in a region, in the nation. And uh, the, uh, what, what uh, the relationship with U.S. Cellular does is it makes all those, all those networks, um, which would be siloed, uh, because it's citizens broadband radio service, so it doesn't really go beyond the the uh, the walls of the of the operation. It turns it all into one cohesive network, so uh, that uh, covers transportation uh, uh, between uh, locations and uh, and that type of thing. Uh, so so yeah, I think we're we're going to be talking a lot about monetization. Uh, of 5G, and I think that these these uh, private networks are going to be something. I'm sorry, these uh, these partnerships are really going to be something that the carriers and others uh, rely on to to further 5G. Thank you, Sharp. That was really interesting. So that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Inside Towers Week in Review, and for a complete rundown of all the week's stories check out our Saturday edition. We'll see you in a week. And where is the stop recording? God. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.